the ANC MP, Dr. Makosi Koza, has been outspoken about the dangers facing the governing party, including what she called arrogance and complacency among the leadership and a culture of political patronage. The ANC Youth League in Etiquini region called for her to be recalled as an MP for comments she made on a private Facebook page recently. Koza said that she will always vote for the ANC survival, uh, but not for an amoral leader. She aired more views on Facebook saying she cannot divorce moral conscience from political choices. Uh, She continued to say that she must therefore or that she therefore cannot be expected to vote for an amoral leader whose behavioral practices liquidates the ANC at a speed faster than a spacecraft. Now she joins us on the line. Good evening, Dr. Makosi Koza. Thank you so much and a big welcome, of course, here on Talk at Nine. Good evening, Tanawa. Thank you very much for having me. Now, I'm just looking at your latest um, edition uh, where you're engaging the, the Youth League. You start off by saying, uh, Dr. Koza, let me welcome the fact that my personal opinions on my Facebook, personal Facebook page are getting the att- attention of the ANC Youth League at Equini region. Well done, comrades. I understand you want me to be recalled or disciplined. My answer to you or to that is towards the end of this free ANC moral conscious lecture. You're saying next step, read and debate the ANC constitution, rule 4.17. Threats, intimidation, violence and intolerance are strictly forbidden. You are urged to advance your arguments. Think ANC, not personalities. Now, this call to have you removed, do you believe that it will have traction uh, among the leadership and those who make decisions? Do you think that by the time the court has made a decision one way or the other, by the time the uh, vote of confidence uh, you know, rolls around, whether there's a secret ballot or not, that you'd actually still be there as an ANC MP? Well, I, I don't have control over that. Um, I don't have control over that, and um, I'm actually quite surprised that the leadership of the ANC has been quiet when the ANC Youth League has been making these calls. And I understand that they are planning to picket at my house on the 20, on the 18th. Uh, so um, they want me to resign. They've moved from pressing for me to be recalled to me having to resign, and they are saying they are going to picket at my house. So, well, I don't care what they say. Um, What is important to me is this country, and what is important is the future of the children of this country. I think all children in this country, they deserve better than what they are getting right now. Now, when you say that they have said that they're going to picket in front of your house, uh, Dr. Koza, uh, can you tell me exactly who in the Youth League has said that they're going to picket? And are they going to, is it going to be the Youth League that is going to picket? Or are they going to involve, uh, you know, ANC KwaZulu-Natal, uh, provincial executive members and ordinary members? How much do you know of this planned action uh, against you? When they have sent a message to me that they will be picketing, they know that on Thursday I'm going to be participating in a book review by Gibbs Hess. I'm sure you know about him, yes. how, uh, how Africa works. And um, there will be, I will be sharing that platform with uh, the former president of Nigeria, Obasanjo. 
And they said they will start picketing at my house and they will go there because they say I have fake morality. So I don't know what it means. <laughs> I, I, wanted to, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, I've heard you being interviewed many times and I've heard you speak about when you were a young activist and uh, before we had the democratic breakthrough that, uh, you know, it was hard to convince you at the time that we needed to lay down arms, that we needed to negotiate, that we needed to make peace. Um, and, and you challenged the leadership. Uh, considering the fact that KwaZulu-Natal itself has a history of violence and the political killings has in fact continued. Just last week, I spoke with uh, the former premier of KwaZulu-Natal, Senzam Kunu, and he uh, spoke uh, very worryingly about the levels of intolerance and the ongoing killings. Do you fear for your life, uh, Dr. Uh, Koza? The truth is, yes, sometimes I do. Um, and you must remember that uh, when I was in the legislature, my land was invaded. Uh, there was an, a disagreement that came over a particular issue. And even the fact that they are saying they are going to come here at home. And you must remember, I think town. if they come here, they obviously they will be coming to my children. Mm-hmm. I fear for my children more than I fear for myself. So that does bother me, and the level of intolerance is indeed very high. Even to the fact where people could decide that because you are saying something they don't necessarily agree with, um, I mean, they resort to these kinds of ways. I've never heard them marching to anybody's house. And it's scary to actually understand that they are saying they are going to be picketing at my house. I, I haven't heard something like that before. Have you raised the fact that the Youth League is going to come and uh, picket in front of your house with the leadership of KwaZulu-Natal ANC, with Latuli House, or even with the chief whip no, in Cape Town? No, I haven't. I haven't because I only received this uh, this evening. Um, I received the message this evening that they will be coming to my house. And uh, they even have the address. And they've been even circulating it even in Facebook and everywhere and inviting other youth leader, ANC youth leaders. Fortunately, uh, and I'm very grateful, I understand that the ANC youth league in the Eastern Cape has responded to reject that call, for my recall, and also to reject the, um, the advances that the ANC youth league in KZN is doing. From what you're saying, Dr. Koza, I, I take it that you are obviously not going to resign. I'm not going to resign if they wanted to tell me that they must, if they want me to leave, the, the, to leave parliament, they will have to hold me before the disciplinary hearing. And then they must tell me exactly what is it that I have said that is inconsistent with the ANC constitution or any of the, of the ANC policies. And I think it will be very disingenuous for anybody to think that you can recall me when the whole nation has actually called for somebody else to be recalled and you are not recalling that person. It, it just makes it baffling to me. 
No, absolutely. I think many people will agree with you. Just to return to to this question around uh, the ANC uh, being silent. So if if I'm to understand you correctly, you found out this evening that the Youth League in Etequini plans to picket outside your house. They plan to picket the event where you are going to be speak. They're coming to your house on the 18th, uh, that you do feel threatened and that they're no longer calling for you to be recalled. They want you, they, they're trying to force you to resign, and you're resisting all of this. Yeah, you see, the thing is, I'm, I'm worried about the ANC silence because this thing doesn't, that did not just start today. You will recall that I think it was Thursday or Friday when they released a statement yeah. uh, calling for me to be recalled. I don't know what has happened between then and today, that now they are saying they are coming to my house to force me to resign. I have no clue what has happened then. And besides that, I continue receiving death threats. Um, I mean, even yesterday I did receive a death threat. Um, you know, so, so it's something that is happening all the time. And you, when you have to get out of the gate, you have to be wondering, is it the last day I'm, I'm moving out of this gate in the south? You know? So, yeah, unfortunately... I'm 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 really concerned. I'm I've just uh, you know indicated to my producer that we're going to be trying to get hold of the ANC Secretary General Gwede Mantash um, or the ANC's national spokesperson Zizi Kodwa to speak to your concern of their silence in the face of the fact that you have been threatened and that uh, this threat comes from a structure uh, of the ANC uh, in the form of its youth league in KwaZulu-Natal. Now, what is interesting for me is the point that you made about the fact that the youth league in the Eastern Cape has come out in in your defence. Now, of course, this talked to an organisation that is deeply, deeply divided. You have spoken repeatedly on other programmes about the fact that the ANC is tearing itself apart, that you are witnessing the death of your organization in front of your eyes. Dr. Koza, if I'm to ask you to describe what you're feeling when you are being threatened by your own comrades, when you feel afraid for your children, not at the hands of the apartheid uh, enemy or at the hands of whites or at the hands of a foreign enemy, but at the hands of your own comrades. How does that make you feel? You know, um, if you understood my history, those who are from KZN would tell you, I mean, I don't even have a photograph when I was a kid because my house was bent down during the, uh, the violence uh, that was in KZN during the 1980s. Um, and uh, for me to go through the same experience when I'm living in a democratic dispensation, it's really the, the betrayal of the highest order. And um, I, I really think that as South Africans, we have to stand up against this because before we know it, it will be one person. It will be Makosi Koza today. Tomorrow it's going to be somebody else. Before you know it, the whole country is going to have a civil war, you know? And that is why such incidences, when they happen, we need to stand up and condemn them as effectively as possible. 
I, I, I couldn't agree with you more, uh, Dr. Koza. I think, you know, when I spoke with uh, Mr. Mkunu last week, when he said to me that the widow of the comrade whom you buried in the Harigwala region, who was shot five times and didn't make it through the night and died the next morning, when the widow stood mm. up at the funeral and said, my husband's killer is in the African National Congress. He said, these things must be investigated. The organization needs to to, to get to the root of this matter. If you have been threatened, you've received death threats, uh, people are uh, threatening that they're going to come to, their, to your house, your comrades, uh, uh, supposedly from your organization, and your leadership is quiet. Um, you know, you've described it as a betrayal. But many people believe that the ANC is, is contesting uh, some of what is happening, some of these tendencies. You remain a member of the African National Congress. Why do you stay in a party uh, where members of that same party is threatening the safety of your children, where you fear for your own life? You know, it's really not that easy. Let me explain to you, the, the ANC policies, there is absolutely nothing wrong with the ANC policies. I still believe in ANC policies. And I don't care which party is going to take over in South Africa. If we are not going to be confronting the politics of patronage, politics of patronage are not ideological. Mm. They could be performed by anybody that can get into a position of power. So I, I would love to, if I would love to put my fight against this and, um, and possibly at a time when I feel that more, when there is nothing that can be done, this thing is finished, then obviously I can move on. But at this stage, you must understand, I mean, I've been associated with this organization for the past 35 years. I'm 47 years old now. So... <laughs> It's, it's not that easy to just get out just like that. You don't get out on the basis of, of, of being hijacked by, you know, the reactionary forces that are portraying themselves as, as, as progressive. Um, I, I still believe that the ANC mission has not yet been fully fulfilled, and that is to liberate the entire continent. You know, Dr. Koza, I, I, I understand precisely how you feel it's something that i grapple with deeply myself um because of my own history with the organization and i share your view that the agency's historical mission is necessary and must be fulfilled uh, but is the ANC as an organization as it manifests today uh, comrade against comrade, where people are being killed in drive-by shootings, where people are disappearing. Do you think the ANC that we understand, that we were trained in, is, is one that lives only in our heads and that the organization that is there is, is a complete uh, perversion of, of what we were historically taught and brought up in? You know, today I actually posted a new, another article and I hope I will get, I, I think I will get into trouble again because I was talking about this liberation struggle um, kind of syndrome. It's like an obsessive syndrome. Mm. You know, we create this, um, this, this, this family, political family that is utopian. 
And we, we sometimes forget that sometimes when you get to, once a liberation movement becomes a political party, the mission is no longer, you are still together, you may still be sharing the same colors, but the, 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 the moral value system is no longer the same. Whereas during the struggle days, maybe the moral value system, because we had a common enemy, you were challenging the apartheid forces and so forth. It was easier to, you know, it was, we, we had to unite at mm. all times. But now that we are, we are, we, we are a ruling party and there is a, the involvement of state resources here, there is power involved. So people get corrupted in the process. And I think we need to get to the realization that it's not necessarily, um, we shouldn't be necessarily be thinking that if you've been in the liberation movement, that that same liberation movement is the one that is going to take you to prosperity. It could be that its mission is already fulfilled. Maybe it's the mission of getting constitutionalism to mm. the country. Because once you get to the next phase, I don't think we are still together. And that's my observation. Dr. Koza, tomorrow, as the Constitutional Court sits to hear an application by the UDM and other parties around the request for a secret ballot uh, during that motion of no confidence that has been, um, uh, you know, brought by uh, the opposition parties, uh, there is a march in uh, KwaZulu-Natal, in Etikwini, happening, titled uh, A March Against, uh, you know, Judicial Overreach. Now, you spoke about the fact that the struggle, the next struggle should be a struggle for constitutionalism. Um, that march that is taking place in, in Etiquini tomorrow against supposed judicial overreach, do you think there are sections of the African National Congress that fail to understand why it is important for uh, a governing party such as the ANC to... Uh, not just abide by the constitution, but to up, to ensure that it is upheld, that it is deepened, and that what is contained in there becomes, um, you know, uh, a lived reality for South Africans. Do you think there's a failure of large sections of the membership of the ANC to internalize and to understand it, or do you think it is just a crude refusal? to operate within the rules simply because they know they are busy with trying to capture the state for for narrow economic and in some instances criminal uh, you know uh, reasons you know the sad reality is that uh, when any country degenerates to this level um, it's actually the making of a dictatorship I might be it might sound as if I'm exaggerating, but in this country, what I am beginning to see, which is worrying me, just the other day you will recall that uh, Chief Justice Mokweng Mokweng's office was broken into. And when that happens, they start with the constitutional, the death, what is happening, the much that is happening in Etiquini is not different from the breaking in into mm. the office of, of, of Chief Justice Mokweng Mokweng. You know, you start, 
attacking those institutions that are supposed to be, that are there as part of the checks and balances. And the, the systems that are supposed to be, um, the, the systems of accountability and of actually strengthening democracy. You will also find that intellectuals become victims as well. Sometimes, like what is beginning to happen as we speak, the fact that um, if you speak, despite the fact that we have a constitution that guarantees me a freedom of speech, but I will actually have a structure that will actually put their own views in writing, mm. but they don't get any reprimand from the leadership. And that's exactly what I was writing about when I wrote about the injudiciousness of the ANC leadership. I honestly feel that they are being injudicious. I also feel that um, they are not leading because there are certain things that you have to stand up and be and, and actually make your views known as leadership. What we saw as well at Al Katrada uh, memorial service, I mean, was just appalling. And, and, and we don't see any kind of, you know, we don't see anything that is, that is directed at disciplining these people. And they are calling for people that are trying to be the voice of reason to resign, or they are calling for them to be recalled. And they are calling and, and I find that bizarre, and it scares me that we might be descending to a state of dictatorship. If this thing is not stopped soon enough, we are going to end up with dictatorship in this country. Dr. Koza, we have been trying to get a hold of the leadership of the African National Congress. We've been calling uh, the Secretary General, uh, Gwede Mantashe. We've been calling uh, Zizi Kodwa. We are not getting any response uh, from them uh, about your concern that um, there has been no word from the leadership since you have effectively been threatened, uh, the safety of your children being threatened by uh, the Youth League in Etiquette. Queenie. Uh, I am going to be asking my producers to also call the provincial chair in the province, Sihle Zigalala, at the very least, mm. uh, to get his response on this. Because I think if we don't make the call for them to respond, we would fail you as South Africans. We would leave you vulnerable uh, to be attacked, uh, to be put in harm's way. And I think that given the fact that in KwaZulu-Natal, political killings within the African National Congress is happening and no one is saying anything and we're not getting to the root of it, we're not getting people arrested. Um, I must say that I worry and I fear for for your safety. Uh, before we go um, to the news, and I, I'm going to ask you if you could just hold on for me after the news. It's coming up for almost 10 o'clock because I think it's really important that we continue this conversation. Uh, there, there has been um, a lot of talk about whether ANC MPs should vote with the opposition and the you know issues around that there's been a lot of calls i want to hear your views about it uh we're going to go to the news at 10 o'clock and then we are going to be continuing the conversation so i'm asking you to to hold on just before the news i was in conversation with dr makosi koza she is an anc mp and we've been chatting about the fact that uh, she has come under increasing attack within her own organization for speaking out against what is happening 
happening in her organization. Uh, for those of you who were not tuned in, Dr. Makosi Koza told us that um, as late as this evening, she has been informed that the Youth League in Itequini is planning to picket at her home on the 18th. They are planning to also picket an event where she's going to be speaking and sharing a platform with the former president of Nigeria. Uh, she's also said that she has received death threats and that uh, she's being intimidated and that, of course, she has now been asked to resign. They've shifted uh, the call uh, from uh, saying that she must be recalled by the party. Um, she must resign. She's, of course, said that she's going to do none of it. Uh, but I think what is most worrying for me um, and should be for us as South Africans is her concern that the leadership of the African National Congress has uh, been quiet about this. Uh, she has not heard from uh, Lituli House. She has not heard from the provincial leadership in uh, KwaZulu-Natal. She hasn't heard from the chief whip's office uh, in Cape Town. We know, of course, that Dr. Makusi Koza uh, is an MP um, and as an MP part of the ANC caucus, we have been trying to get a hold of the African National Congress uh, to get their response to the intimidation, the threats and uh, the uh, uh, fact that the Youth League has effectively said that they will come and pick it in front of a house and the fact that she, because she has to be in Cape Town in Parliament, that she fears uh, for her children. Uh, we are also joined on the line, of course, now by Gavin Hartford. Uh, he wrote a piece earlier in the Daily Maverick. He's a veteran trade unionist and also been involved in the democratic movement for very many years. Um, and uh, the title of his, his piece uh, is called Dare I Say It, I our Rainbow Nation is imploding. Uh, Gavin, good evening and welcome to Talk at Nine. Good evening, Karima, and uh, good evening to your listeners. Now, the reason I want you to listen in, Gavin, because I think it, it segues kind of nicely into the issues that you raise, but there were some questions that uh, were unresolved or rather that I hadn't gotten to with uh, Dr. Koza as yet. And, and one of it is the question around uh, how MPs are going to vote um, you know, um, on the motion of no confidence. Um, now, you've been quite, um, you know, clear. You've said that you've always come out on the side of the African National Congress, but you've referred people to the membership oath in the ANC's constitution. Um, and you've said that you can't vote for an amoral leader. Now, irrespective of what the constitutional court decides around um, uh, whether they grant you a secret ballot or not, uh, when the vote comes, Dr. Koza, uh, how are you going to vote? Love to see. Um, if, if we get to a stage where we have to vote, uh, I would prefer that this vote is by secret ballot. And the reason why I am saying that is because I'm a living testimony of the amount of intimidation that is out there and i wonder if other mps are going to be as brave you know to make their own um their own moral call you know so it, it, it is a bit worrying um regarding about how i'm going to vote i have both my concerns with the anc and i did post in the facebook page that to me there is something fundamentally flawed with us even going to an extent of the vote of no confidence, whether for or against. Because I think as the ANC, we ought to be doing the honorable thing. 
you know, which will stop the vote from happening in the first place. And 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 unfortunately, I'm not sure if um, they actually understand my argument because I believe if we vote for the vote of no confidence, obviously, as the ANC, we would be um, betraying all the thousands of people that march all over the country on the seventh of April. And if we vote, if we vote um, against, I mean, it will be also, you know, saying. You know, um, yeah, ANC, you have, you, you, we told you, you, we told you so. You understand. So I'm saying the ANC ought to be doing the right thing. It, it should be saving us as the MPs. Remember, as MPs, we are not, we are not a constitutional structure of the ANC. We are mere employees in parliament. For the, for the ANC to let, to sacrifice us, to go and exercise our votes there and make ourselves vulnerable to all these guys, uh, all these comrades that, are, that seem to have lost their minds. I, I think it's insane. Dr. Koza, if I'm understanding you correctly, would you want your party to take a decision at its highest decision-making body, which is the NEC, which sits at the end of the month, to take a decision to recall President Zuma and instruct his MPs to do that? Ideally, the ANC ought to take the decision that is going to be consistent with what are the needs of the society. You must remember that we've had seven votes of no confidence in, in Parliament. Each time we've defeated those votes of no confidence with, um, with a vote, through a vote. But uh, this eighth one, unfortunately this time, it's no longer just a political party in Parliament. It is civil society. It's the South African members of the public that are standing up. And therefore, if we claim as the ANC that we are a leader of society, we have to do the right thing. We did recall Tabumpegi. And, and there were no matches against Tabumpegi when he was recalled. And I don't understand what is the difficulty now. I couldn't agree with you more. Dr. Koza, we have to leave it there. We are going to be taking some of the issues forward with Gavin Hartford. Thank you so very much okay. for coming onto our Thank program. And we will Thank be checking in with you regularly, of course, to see uh, how you are. Dr. Makosi Koza, ANC MP, speaking to us there. And, of course, she informing us, uh, breaking news, in fact, that she was told this evening that there will be a picket at her house from the 18th. Um, and this is to force her to resign from Parliament. This is by the Youth League. Uh, she's concerned for the safety of her children. She's concerned, of course, also by the silence of the African National Congress leadership, both in the province, from the national head office, and also from Parliament. Uh, and, of course, if one considers the rise in political killings in KwaZulu-Natal, then Dr. Makosi Koza's uh, fears uh, are not uh, far-fetched. They ought to be taken very, very seriously. We will certainly do everything uh, on our part to get word from the African National Congress uh, and to get clarity whether they're going to condemn the actions of the Youth League in Itikwini and, in fact, uh, instruct them uh, to stop the harassment and the intimidation.